Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. Let me ask you to consider a simple question. How has God blessed you? Most people, when asked to recount the many blessings that they've received from God, would likely list things like their family or their good health, or maybe success in business and earthly possessions. Others might give a more spiritual answer, like God has blessed me with his enduring mercy or undying love. But the Apostle Paul, in his epistle to the Ephesians, says very clearly that God's blessings are all spiritual, and they're in the heavenlies, and they're in Christ. Furthermore, when he had the opportunity to offer his blessing to God, it was not for his mercy that endures forever or for his lover grace. Rather, it was for being the God and Father of our Lord and Jesus Christ. Well, this is how Ephesians opens. It is most unusual to say the least, but it also conveys a wonderful sense of the rich and profound content of this book. Francis Ball has joined us today as we are now underway with our third program in the Life Study of Ephesians. Welcome back, Francis. Well, it's very good to be back, and especially in this book of Ephesians. I think we're in for a marvelous treat and a lot of light when we get into this book. We've already mentioned in the first couple of programs, this really was one of um, Witness Lee's, I don't know if it's right to say favorite books, but at least he treasured this book very highly. He esteemed it very highly because it really is a, a high peak in the New Testament, isn't it? It really unfolds God's economy in a marvelous way. All the other New Testament books seem to follow in line in this. It seems of all Paul's epistles, this they were, as you just said, they're all somewhat anchored to the vision and view uh, in this one. Well, as we pointed out, uh, this book, Ephesians, opens with a blessing, and we want to spend our time today on this blessing. We're going to see it that it is really in three aspects. I think that'll become clear when I read the verse here in just a moment. In a way, Francis... The blessing is unusual in that it begins with Paul blessing God and not blessing him for the common things that we normally think of, but for uh, some rather profound and high things. Of course, all of us want to be blessed by God, but how can we bless him? Well, I believe this is going to show us how we can bless him because uh, we see him in the light of all the New Testament revelation. We're not just uh, thinking about all the physical or outward things and the shallow things, but we're blessing God because of what he is and what he's revealed of himself in this book and in all the following books of the New Testament. Well, let's join uh, Witness Lee now, and he is really going to be spending the entire time today, as we will, on this one verse in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, where Paul says, "'Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ.'" who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ. Here's Witness Lee. In verse 3 of chapter 1, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. The word blessed or blessing. You know, this word, blessed, and the word blessing, both 
are of the same rote. Actually, this means a kind of well-speaking. This is based upon the original Greek text. In English, you have an anglicized word, eulogy. Eulogy means well-speaking, or a good speech concerning a person. Paul used this word, eulogy, to speak so well, so finely, even so beautifully concerning God. And this is to extol God, to praise God. You young people always like to sing the Psalms. His mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. Have you ever put Ephesians 1, 3 on your guitar? <laughs> Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is this? We don't understand it. Surely we do understand in a natural way. What is mercy? What does it mean that God's mercy endures forever? We understand this about God. But today we have to speak well about God in his revelation. What is God's revelation concerning himself? What does it mean the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ? This speaking well concerning God is so deep and so profound. It comprises the whole New Testament economy. This is best, the top eulogy, telling us how our God, the Creator, became a man, incarnated. And this very one became also the life-imparting Father. In incarnation, the God of creation becomes the very God of Jesus. As a man. At the same time, this very God is the Father of Christ as the Son of God. In his humanity, God is his God. In his divinity, God is his Father. And... Uh, before his crucifixion, he was the only begotten Son of God. And after his resurrection, the only begotten Son of God became the firstborn Son of God to produce many sons of God. This eulogy, this blessing, Paul rendered to God implies creation incarnation and life impartation. So John 20 verse 17 says go to tell my brother. I'm going to see my God your God. And I'm going to see my father your father.
Francis, I think it's uh, very helpful that he added this portion at the end about John 20, verse 17, when we consider it in light of uh, Ephesians 1, 3. Uh, the verse says, go, go to my brothers and say to them, I ascend to my Father and your Father and my God and your God. Mm-hmm. How do we see God's purpose in his economy really conveyed in this blessing or eulogy that Paul was uttering here? As uh, Brother Lee said, this is profound. When you realize that what he's saying here in the words that Paul uses in writing Ephesians and quoting this word that the Lord Jesus himself said in his resurrection, go to my brothers and say to them, I ascend to my father and your father and to my God and your God. This implies practically the whole New Testament teaching and God's economy. Once we see what is in these words, we realize what a blessing this is that God has blessed us with this blessing, which is spiritual and which is absolutely in Christ. So I think we have a marvelous message ahead of us here, as well as uh, quite a message just in this one quote in his ascending to God and Father. And here Paul refers to this blessing, to bless God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in his mention there in John 20, that now... After his resurrection, he instructs Mary to tell his brothers that he has ascended to his father and their father. That really implies that there now is a joint sonship, which is only can be the result of a life-imparting process that's gone on. Yeah, that's, that's the big thing here that we're seeing in this profound blessing, that there is a life-imparting here so that the brothers now, these disciples now can be called brothers because of his resurrection, the imparting of his life makes God their God and his God, his father, their father. Well, this blessing, uh, as we mentioned in the beginning today, is in really in three aspects. And the first is that Paul here was blessing God or offering this eulogy to God. Uh, the second aspect of this blessing is that God has blessed us. And that's what we want to consider in this coming portion. Let's go back to Witness Lee. This is the first aspect of the well-speaking. We speak well about God in this way. In what way? In the New Testament economy. We have to bring in the sound of life impartation. The heavenly spiritual transmission. The headship of Christ. And how Jesus being Jehovah our Savior accomplishing redemption and salvation for us and he's also what the God anointed one accomplishing the full purpose of God we need a revelation that we may see all these wonderful aspects of God's New Testament economy then we speak well concerning this very God This is the New Testament eulogy, New Testament blessing. This is the first aspect. Then the second aspect. Who has blessed us? Brothers and sisters, may I tell with you, do you know God's eulogy concerning us? How long it is? How long, you know? 27 books. The whole New Testament is God's eulogy concerning us. Do you understand my word? Oh, surely in the New Testament, God speaks so well concerning us. 
God has blessed us. God has spoken well concerning us. We bless God and God has blessed us because He has spoken so well concerning us so we turn the well speaking to Him. Whenever you read in the New Testament something like this, until redemption, that is redemption of the body, you shouldn't let it go so loosely. You have to say, God how I thank you that you have come into me and you are saturating me with yourself. And one day this saturation will come out through my body and that will be the day of my body's redemption. Thank you. I tell you, when you say this way, it means what? It means you return your well speaking to his. He speaks well concerning you. Then you return the well speaking to his. And this means what? He blesses you and you bless him. Francis, another uh, utterance by Witness Lee here that kind of lifts us up out of our common natural understanding and gives us another view that God's blessing or well speaking of us is really the composition of the entire 27 books of the New Testament. It takes that much for God to uh, utter all the well speaking that he has to say concerning us. Uh, Quite a view, isn't it? Oh, when you think of this, you realize that this takes revelation. When we think of blessing God or thanking God for all his blessings to us, we... uh, As you mentioned at the beginning, we think so much on the material line or the uh, natural thought of how merciful he is and all this. But there's much more here that it takes the entire New Testament to unfold all the blessings that he's blessed us with. He says every spiritual blessing, every spiritual blessing, that means all the blessings that are revealed in the New Testament concerning God's blessing of us includes every spiritual blessing. This is too much. We just have to realize how important it is that we really read the whole New Testament because everything there is for us. There was a very practical example of that. He said when we come upon a verse is uh, the redemption of our body. We shouldn't just so quickly pass over, but here's an opportunity to return to God some of his well-speaking towards us, and that becomes our blessing, doesn't it? Yes, and I didn't catch that so clearly, but by your repeating it, it really comes home to me that we take things so natural and so light, but every blessing is a spiritual blessing. And for this, we need to use our spirit to enjoy, to understand, to receive all these spiritual blessings that are outlined in the whole New Testament. So our reading uh, or our praying according to our reading of the New Testament could become a very uh, uplifted experience if we kind of had this view as we uh, reach, you know, as we come to all of these marvelous passages and, and, and as we're saying here, not just to take them in a common uh, natural understanding, but to return them to God with a, a kind of a release of our own spirit and prayer. Uh, I think that there's an opportunity here for a level of fellowship that maybe we don't often enter into with God our Father. That's right, and I think that's one of the things we have enjoyed so much in the what we call pray reading, praying the Word, reading the Word and praying with the Word. So this gives us a real rich experience of these blessings from by responding in our spirit with thanksgiving and blessing to God. The third aspect of uh, this blessing 
that we want to look at is our uh, topic of our third and final segment today. Again, it is God has blessed us with every blessing, every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ. And every spiritual blessing is the third aspect that uh, we're going to focus on. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Now, we come to the third aspect. God has blessed us with every blessing. Every blessing. What kind of blessing? Spiritual blessing. Spiritual blessing. Every blessing. This word every, when God says every, that means every. No exception. All inclusive. Spiritual. No doubt. This means it is related altogether to the Spirit of God. So by this you can see in this one verse, God the Father is here, God the Son is here, and God the Spirit is here. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies, in the heavenlies. It does not only imply the place in the heavens, but also the state, the character, the atmosphere, all the blessings bestowed upon us are in the heavenly place. It's all together, not something earthly. So the earthly blessings are for us to enjoy the heavenly ones. What we are enjoying now is all together something heavenly in place, in nature, in uh, characteristic, and in atmosphere, in everything. The blessings are in the heavenlies. Even more in Christ. In the person. And this person is the channel. Is the uh, instrument. Is the uh, sphere. And is also the virtue for us to be blessed. We are not in ourselves. If we are in ourselves, we are true. But hallelujah, we are in another person. Christ. Again I say, all these blessings are listed, are recorded in the New Testament. If you are going to know all the blessings, I tell you, you have to read the whole New Testament. The whole New Testament is a record of all these blessings. Francis, I feel like I need to listen to this about... uh five more times to, to really begin to try to enter into uh, all he is uttering here. Uh, a couple of things, though, did jump out at me, and then I hope you can add to this fellowship. First of all, in this blessing, uh, we see the whole triune God here, the Father blessing us uh, in Christ uh, with spiritual blessings, so all three of the Trinity are seen. And then secondly, uh, he touched this matter of in the heavenlies and in Christ, being much more than just a place or a location of the blessings, but uh, related to the atmosphere, the nature, the characteristic. Uh, so maybe you could develop these points a little bit and any others that you picked up. Well, these blessings are so far beyond just the natural thought of what we quite often experience or think are of as blessings because they are spiritual Every spiritual blessing. It's not every new car you get or the better house or the better job. It's the spiritual blessings. And they're in the heavenlies where we we are a heavenly people. Now we're not here just living off of uh, 
the physical blessings, but our blessings that we receive, all revealed in the New Testament, are heavenly blessings. And to be a partaker of the heavenly blessings makes us a heavenly people. Then we have the very nature of God. We brought into another atmosphere, which we might call a divine and mystical realm that we're in. And the characteristics that are in Christ are now in us, so that we are blessed with these kind of characteristics. When we experience something of Christ living in us and through us, we should just bless the Lord, speak well of the Lord. God has given us such blessings in Christ, and all these blessings are not in ourselves, they're in Christ. And now Christ is the real, the reality of all the blessings. It's his divine nature. He himself, with all his characteristics, are the blessings that we have in the spiritual realm that we're in, the heavenly realm. Yes, the phrase, uh, he has blessed us in the heavenlies in Christ, does not refer to a time in the future where we are in heaven together with him. We don't have to wait till that day before we partake of all these blessings, but it describes the nature of the blessings that we uh, really can partake of now by virtue of the new creation, the new life that indwells us and makes us, as you said, heavenly uh, members, heavenly participants even today. Yeah, they, they are, the blessings are already given to us. He has blessed us right. with every spiritual blessing. So we can and we should, we must experience these heavenly blessings right now. Wow. Well, this is uh, just our third message, and we're, we're now just to the third verse in the book of Ephesians. It, it was um, uh, dawning on me earlier today that 97 messages total in this life study of Ephesians, and it's you know one of the shorter books, really, in the New Testament, just six chapters, and they're not lengthy chapters, but I believe he gave uh, more life study messages on this book than even uh, the lengthy Gospels, even the Gospel of Matthew, which we recently concluded, I think had fewer messages, which somewhat illustrates the depth of the burden and feeling and uh, uh, view that he had concerning what is covered in this book. So uh, we have a lot in store for our listeners, don't we? We certainly have much there. There is no book, I don't think, that takes us higher than Ephesians. I think it would be good to point out, Francis, that we have the printed life study messages in three volumes. Uh, If our listeners uh, would love to uh, follow along with the printed messages, we'd highly recommend that because, uh, as we've said so many times, our uh, 25 or 27 minutes together is never really adequate to cover, uh, especially in this life study, I would say, all that is here contained in these messages. If you'd like to find out about this or any of the other material that we have at Living Stream Ministry, and there's a lot of printed material on the, the book of Ephesians, both in Witness Lee's ministry and in Watchman Lee's ministry, uh, please call us, and our toll-free number is one eight 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 life study That's 888-543-3788. You can write to us also, our mailing address, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121 in Anaheim, California, 92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. And I'll remind you also that uh, our website is current and all previous Life Study programs, including today's, are now available on the website. So you can listen to anything that you missed in the past or if you'd like to get into a book that you you weren't around when we were covering that. They're all there. More than a thousand messages now are archived and available for you anytime you'd like to listen to them at our website, which is www.lifestudy.com. Very simple. Lifestudy.com will get you there. As I said, you've got today's broadcast and all of the past ones. Well, that's all the time we have, Francis. Uh, I 
hope that you'll be able to join us for a number of these programs uh, in Ephesians as we continue down this road, and I appreciate your being here today. I'd surely like to be back. I love this book. I do too. For Francis Ball today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. See you tomorrow. God views the church, the redeemed believers, from a heavenly perspective. Far from seeing her as defeated by the power of sin and sins, God views the church as the triumphant and glorious counterpart of Christ, who fully expresses the one who fills all in all. In The Glorious Church, Watchman Nee discusses four significant representations of the church in the Bible. Eve in Genesis chapter 2, the wife in Ephesians 5, the woman in Revelation 12, and the bride in Revelation 21 and 22. In each instance, he presents the church's high calling to fulfill God's eternal purpose. The Glorious Church by Watchman Nee from Living Stream Ministry is available now at Christian bookstores or call 1-888-543-3788. That number again is 1-888-543-3788. 88.